New Horizon has been serving the church in Northern Ireland since 1989, and we're delighted to bring you this talk today. We trust you will be blessed through this ministry. You know, I love this Numbers passage which Victoria read to us earlier on this evening. And I know that for so many of us in this pandemic time, that the text or the song of this Numbers blessing has been so poignant as it's reminded us about God's peace, God's presence, and God's help during this difficult and trying time. So tonight, I want to delve deeper into this passage and how within this text is a profound and deeply important key to seeking, knowing, making, and being a people of peace. I want to talk tonight about being positioned for peace. So the King James Version says this, The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. The NIV goes on to share it like this, The Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you, the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And finally, the message says this, God bless you, God keep you, God smile on you and gift you, God look you full in the face and make you prosper. So when I think about this passage, I cannot help but think of this image that you're about to see go up on the screen. And this is the image of a dad lifting a child. The power and the comfort behind these verses are so beautifully summarized in this image for me. The affection of that parent, the adoration, the strength and the love and the care that is found within this image is truly beautiful. You know, a couple of years ago, I got to snap this next image that you'll see. This is Sam, my nephew, at a younger age. And the hands that you see there are the strong hands of his dad, my brother, Dan. And I will never forget this image that goes before you right now of once again seeing the sure joy, the sheer joy, the delight, the laughter, the safety, and the trust that Sam had in Dan to catch him and to behold him. And these two pictures that you've seen here this evening, well, both of them remind me of this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Picture it, the Lord shining his face up on you. The Lord lift his countenance to you and give you peace. And it's this key part of the reading that we're really going to be narrowing into this evening. God is blessing us. He is quite simply telling us that he wants a face-to-face -face encounter with us. God's face, God's expression, his eye contact, his support and his approval, his affirmation is with us this evening. So we know that a person's countenance can be fallen or lifted up. And we know that, of course, that word means face. It can be described as downcast, like why the long face, or it can be described as cheerful. It can turn towards or it can turn away from someone. And to lift up your face to someone is seen to indicate favour and it's seen to indicate respect. And so this verse is simply implying that God wants to bless us with a face-to-face -face encounter with him. And in his holiness, he still made himself known by lifting his face to us, not away, but towards. And even more amazing than that, lifting his eyes to us. 
Well, you know, experts say that there are actually five levels of eye contact, which start with a glance and then they finish with a gaze. And these five levels of eye contact go like this, that level one is an unconscious glance. Now, every single one of us does this unconscious glance. It's the moment when we look at someone and then quickly look away. Usually it happens in public spaces like toilets and planes. Of course, we all avoid it in elevators and tube and crowded buses, etc. Level two is the glance that becomes conscious. Level three kind of made me chuckle when it talked about the glance and a half. Again, something that every single one of us has done, where we look, we look away, and then we look back. And this is a game changer when it comes to eye contact because it becomes more intentional, and it usually starts with those who are growing in relationship with and getting to like. Level four is a double glance, and then we move on to level five, which is the final, which is a gaze. And this gaze is when someone looks at you past that normal kind of like look away moment. It's usually a solid two to three seconds of eye contact without breaking it. The gaze, it's a clear and large sign of interest. So we know that our eye contact, it increases in admiration and then it decreases in dislike, shame or embarrassment. So why am I saying all of this? And how does this relate to this numbers passage? And more than that, how does it relate to our theme of being a people of peace this week? Well, church, I believe this. I believe that God is taking us on a journey to go from a glance to a gaze. The God of peace is making a people of peace through a face-to-face -face gaze. The God of peace is making a people of peace through a face-to-face -face gaze. And as we experience the fullness of his peace, we can then be a people of peace to those around of him. The evangelist Ellen Redpath once said this. He said, give up the struggle and the fight. Relax in the omnipotence of the Lord Jesus. Look into his lovely face. And as you behold him, he will transform you into his likeness. You do the behold him, he does the transforming. There is no shortcut to holiness. The God of peace is making a people of peace through the act of beholding, through the act of gazing. But the problem is, all too often, we want the transforming without the beholding. And we struggle and we strive for peace when actually it can be found in one action. And as we're positioned for peace, learning what it looks like to gaze up at our Father who loves us, who affirms us, who cares for us. I truly believe that is what is found in the true pathway to peace. You know, God is encouraging us that the true pathway to peace is not found in a fleeting glance, but a face-to-face -face gaze. God is encouraging us that the true pathway to peace is not found in inconsistent discipleship, but the consistency of beholding his face. And I firmly believe that the only way to seek, the only way to know, and the only way to make peace is to receive regular face-to-face -face encounters with God. And then to be, give and grant those face-to-face -face encounters to someone else around us. When our reference point is Jesus, everything looks different. The things that we've been striving to understand the strained relationships and the lack of peace that many of us currently experience right now can be changed in an instant if we learn the culture of how to behold. 
when we make a choice, folks, to be riveted on Jesus and not what surrounds us, everything looks different. We find beauty in places that we previously saw ugliness. We find hope in places where we previously found despair. We find potential instead of failure. And more than that, as we behold our God, we become more like him. God is lifting his face to give us peace. He doesn't look down on us, but he looks up to us. And these face-to-face moments with Jesus, they change everything. Well, about the same time as this passage was recorded, God was also blessing many others with these face-to-face encounters. Exodus 33 verse 11 talks about how the Lord spoke to Moses face-to-face as a man speaks to his friend. And let's remember that after this powerful encounter that Moses experienced, he then reflected this encounter with all of those that he led and all of those that he loved. And as he experienced the fullness of God's peace, he then went on to be a person of peace to those around him. Another encounter is that of Jacob. The name of the city of Peniel literally means the face of God in Hebrew. And it's this place where Jacob, in a wrestling match with God, through that is recounted in Genesis, describes that the opponent seems so divine that he claims to have looked upon the face of God. So pre-Jesus, God's face and God's grace was becoming known and his compassion was being revealed. You know, we can all think of a time when we've disappointed someone. We can all think of a time when someone's disappointed us. Maybe we've heard those infamous words, I just can't look at you right now. Or maybe we ourselves have actually said those words, I just can't look at you right now. But with God, all of our transactions and all of our relationships are different. Because through him, through his cross and through his compassion, He always says that he can look at us. He always desires for this face-to-face moment with us as we behold him. Jesus is quite simply already positioned for peace. And the promise of this blessing is that he is already waiting to shine his face up on you, to be gracious to you, to lift his face to you and to give you peace. But in order for God's peace to be truly experienced and fulfilled, we need to also respond. The story of Zacchaeus illustrates this so well. And in Luke 19, we see recorded Zacchaeus's own face-to-face encounter with Jesus. And as Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, this wealthy chief tax collector, he wanted to see Jesus, but because he was short, he climbed that sycamore tree. And the story goes on to say this, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up, he looked up, And he said to Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house. So he, Zacchaeus, he did. He came down at once and he welcomed Jesus. Of course, all the people around him, they began to mutter. He's gone to be with the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus stood up and Zacchaeus said, look, Lord, here and now, I give you half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. The beautiful thing about this passage is this. Jesus makes peace with Zacchaeus. And then Zacchaeus goes on to make peace with others. That right there, folks, is the act of beholding, which leads to transforming. 
And interestingly, this name Zacchaeus, it means clean and pure. And no one thought that's who he was and no one thought that's who he was becoming, apart from our Jesus. Jesus lifted his face to Zacchaeus. Jesus honours him. And despite his sin and despite how he operated with him, this encounter proves to be a powerful one about what it looks like to behold Jesus. And Jesus, as was so often the case, goes against everyone's thoughts and everyone's judgments of Zacchaeus. Why? Because God has compassion. And through Jesus, this stirs something in Zacchaeus's own conviction. He stood up. He took responsibility. Zacchaeus chose to adjust his glance to a gaze. And that encounter, that meal with Jesus, it changed everything. The Almighty looked up had a face-to-face with his chosen person from his chosen place, the world, and gazed upon his beloved Zacchaeus. And Jesus doesn't stop there. I think about many other encounters, but I think about the bending when Jesus bent down into the sand and who do we know and how do we know what he was writing on that day? And as he bent down to the woman who was caught in adultery, when everyone else was looking down on her, He was looking up to her. And of course, he said those incredible words, whichever one of you has sinned, would you throw the first stone? You know, Jesus was looking up to this woman. He was lowering himself in the almighty holiness that he is in order that her sin, in order that her shame could be eradicated. And then he said to this woman in a face-to-face gaze, go and sin no more. And then, of course, one of the final acts that Jesus did when he gathered his disciples around him was to humble himself to wash every single person's feet. Catching a glance of Peter, catching a glance of John and so many others, and looking around them as he just lovingly, one by one, washed their feet, instructing them and saying to his disciples, go on to do what I have done to others. Jesus looks up to us. He doesn't look down on us. And he expects us to behave differently as a result of his actions. And this is totally at reverse to what the world would do. It's hugely countercultural. God is not looking down on us with what we have done, but he's looking up to us with a hope and a faith of who we are becoming. And his promise, his promise as he looks to us is peace. Peace in us and then peace through us. And just like Zacchaeus, Just like these disciples, just like this woman, our lives, our actions, our convictions should be changed forever as a result of this face-to-face encounter with God. God lifts his face towards us so that we can seek, so that we can know, and so that we can make peace. But we have a responsibility to lift our face too. For too long, the church has been perched in high places, looking down on people. We've rarely taken the time to grasp the true beauty and the concept of this blessing. The peace of God comes as we behold Jesus. The peace of God comes as we behold others. The peace of God is found in a loving gaze rather than a quick unconscious glance, not just to God, but to those around us as well. And in the same way that God is not looking down on us, we too need to stop looking down on us on others. Jesus looks up to you with an expectation to re- reproduce what he did. So in the same way also that God is looking up to us with a hope and a faith of who we are becoming, 
We should be doing the same for others with a hope and a faith of who they are becoming. This, my friends, is the true pathway to peace. Church, I believe that God is calling us to repent. We need to say sorry for the times that we've denied God's peace as a result of not allowing this transaction, this transforming moment of allowing Jesus and God's peace in this face-to-face moment, and then allowing that face-to-face exchange to happen in and through us. So two challenges as we start to draw to a close this evening is to number one, let's change our posture. Let's change our posture. Are we letting Jesus have face-to-face eye contact with us? Do we let him lift his face towards us? How can we be a people that go just from a glance to a gaze? And what actually does that practically look like for us? What does that look like for us in way of time? What does that look like for us in way of relationship? What does that look like for us in way of priorities and choices? As we've spoken earlier in our worship today, Psalm 105 says this, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Does your current posture give you the ability to glance or give you the ability to gaze at Jesus? Remember, you do the beholding and God does the transforming. There is no shortcut to holiness. So let's stop living like there is. True peace, true transformation comes as we learn the culture of how to truly behold. C.H. Spurgeon puts it like this. He says, it's a good rule never to look into the face of man in the morning until you have looked into the face of God. It's a good rule never to look into the face of man in the morning until you have looked up into the face of God. This sums up all I've said so well. Imagine if our encounters, imagine if the people and the places and the spaces that we started to spend time in all came from a place of prioritising this face-to-face moment with God. How we, how the world, how the communities and life around us would look dramatically different. So number one, let's be a people that look to change our posture. And number two, let's be a people that look to change our position. Where are we currently sat? Who are we currently sat with? Where are you positioned? Who do we need to behold as we journey to be in a people of peace? Who only has our glance when actually they really deserve our gaze? Where do we need to overcome our own prejudice, our own pride, our own presumptions to be those people of peace? How is our eye contact when it comes to kingdom matters that God would have you and I involved in? And how is our eye contact with people and places that truly matter to God? And we know that Jesus would be among those spaces and places was he here today. Let's be encouraged tonight that God wants to be peace in you and God wants to be peace through you. And what's the best, what's the most effective way that he does this is through a face-to-face encounter with him. So I'd like to invite the worship team to come back and join me in just a moment as I lead us in a time of response. The most apt response I think that we could all do this evening is take a few breaths, take a few moments to actually start to put into practice 
what it looks like to behold. To start to put into practice what it looks like to develop a culture of gazing to Jesus as opposed to glancing. For every single one of us, this message will hit home and challenge and poke and provoke us in many different ways. And as we make space right now, we have time. If you think you don't have time, then deny that voice because Jesus always has time for you. He's always looking for this full-on face-to-face encounter. So let's take this moment as we worship. Let's take this moment as we pray to stretch ourselves in the practice and the culture of beholding. So Lord, we welcome you right now. You're already present. You're already here. You're so kind. You're so good. You're so gracious. And God, just like that image that we started with this evening, I pray right now for the people that are watching this at home or will catch up with this later, that they would receive the comfort of that image. You, our Father, looking up to us, lovingly gazing into our eyes, desiring to bless us, desiring to keep us, desiring to have a face-to-face moment with us. Why? Or so that we can receive peace. And so from that place, we can be a people of peace. We take a moment to behold you right now. We say forgive us, God. Forgive us for the times when we've just glanced, when really you're wanting to grow us into the culture of what it looks like to gaze, not just to you, and develop great, long, beautiful relationship with you, but with your people, with your world. Forgive us, God, when We've only glanced, but all too often, Jesus, you would be gazing. Help us know that it's peace in us and then peace through us. And let me read one last time before we surrender and give ourselves into worship once again. Give up the struggle, give up the fight. Let's right now relax in the omnipotence of the Lord Jesus. Look into his lovely face. And as you behold him, he will transform you into his likeness. You do the beholding and he does the transforming. There is no shortcut to holiness. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine up on you. The Lord be gracious to you. Lift his face upon you and give you peace. And I close with this verse from 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. 
may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, may your whole soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this talk. If you would like to know more about New Horizon, please visit our website at newhorizon.org.uk.